Hello friends, today's episode is going to be short. I have a lot of stuff to do. I have a final I have to study for and a bunch of other little things that I have to get done today. But I did just want to say happy feast of the Immaculate Conception. Oh, what a glorious feast in the Catholic Church. I love it so much. It's a very special day um, because it's a birthday in my family. And it's just such a special Marian feast because we acknowledge the fact that Mary was conceived without any sin and she had to be conceived that way because of the fact that she was going to bring Jesus into the world and he had to be free from the sin so he couldn't have that stain of sin on his soul so to be brought into the world by a sinless woman and that was Mother Mary and she was immaculate conceived she was conceived without sin how beautiful is that what a special blessing so for today's reflection we are going to talk about mary's fiat because i think this is really important i think when people think of the immaculate concession they think about like they often misinterpret it as like oh this was jesus being immaculately conceived sure jesus was like conceived by a virgin and that's pretty you know um, and and she's immaculate but it's her conception it's mama mary's conception um so her mother saint anne conceived her and she was free of sin so that's i just want to throw that out there in case you know someone is trying to like argue that it's something else but that's what we know the church says um, this is canon, this is this is true, and we know this because what comes to mind is um, Our Lady of Lourdes, and she says, I am the Immaculate Conception to St. Bernadette. Um, and Bernadette is a very special saint to my sister, and so is St. Catherine Labouret. And both, um, Mary appeared to both of these holy saints, um, and both of them were French, so super cool. But Mary appeared to Bernadette Subaru in France, in Lourdes, France, and told her that she is the Immaculate Conception. And she kept saying this. And um, St. Bernadette had to bring that to the bishop. Like she was trying to tell people, well, Mary, I... I've, I've seen this woman and she calls herself the Immaculate Conception. Nobody believed her. People thought she was crazy. It reminds me of the children of Fatima. Um, I grew up watching these Catholic cartoon short movies and there was one on St. Bernadette and one on, I think it was called The Day the Sun Dance and that was the Fatima one. Was it called The Day the Sun Dance? Or maybe that was a different Fatima movie, but I grew up on those and so these these stories are very very close to my heart um a big part of my catholic upbringing and i just thought that miracles were the coolest thing ever and there was like a saint juan diego one as well and his feast day is tomorrow um which is really really cool so these are just some special saints and feast days i thought i would bring up so mary's fiat when Mary said yes to the angel Gabriel, she was saying yes to the will of God. Um, 
she know she knew that this is what God wanted of her and she obeyed and that's what we are called to do we are called to also um display Mary's fiat in our lives as well like say yes to the Lord no matter what and this kind of goes back to the whole like smile at the face of adversities that can be our fiat those moments where we're like oh I hate this just say yes say yes to the Lord and thank him and smile and I know it's easier said than done and it really is a challenge Um, but it's a challenge I would like to just throw out there um, for you for you guys for myself um, especially on a special day like this in the church where we are celebrating the Immaculate Conception of Mother Mary in her mother in her mother's womb in St. Anne's womb um, it's a special day to also pray to St. Anne too um, a lot of people pray to St. Anne to help her find Uh, to help, like, I guess for her intercession to help find a husband, a lot of people will do that, um, so if you are in a waiting period of your life and you really just want to pray for your future husband, because it's never too early to pray for a future husband, I think a lot of the times people think you have to be in a relationship with someone to pray and be like, well, is this my future husband, Lord? Like, you can most certainly do that, but it's also really important to be praying in 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 that season of loneliness and that season of waiting. Um, No matter how young you are, if you do feel that God is calling you to the married life, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray about it. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but I have really felt called to the married life, and I want to get married and have kids. And I was like, Lord, if you want me to do this, then please give me opportunities to um, prepare myself to be a wife and a mother. And what has he given me? Tons of opportunities to babysit, especially young kids. And man, it was like all these jobs started coming to me at once. And I was like, and I needed it too, because I really enjoyed doing it, like making some extra money on the side. I was like, wow. God provides, and I always take it as a sign every time someone asks me um, that this is one way for me to say yes to the Lord's plan for my life and to strive to be the best version of myself that I possibly can be, and if I feel that he's calling me to be a wife and a mother, I have to try to be the best wife and mother that I can be, but before I can even be a wife or a mother, I have to be a strong, dedicated daughter of God because I need to really draw close to God. The thing is, is like you have to run to God and then God will send. So you have to run to God, your future spouse has to run to God, and then God will help your your paths cross. So that's kind of how I like to think about it. So I need to be running to God. I need to be practicing saying yes I need to have this fiat moments in my life like Mary and Mary just kept saying yes Mary's fiat and I just have to keep on saying yes I have to say yes to the pain yes to the waiting yes to the struggles of my life no matter what because recently I've been really feeling lonely and I've been feeling very stressed 
or even anxious for no reason or just I'm just trying to keep myself busy but you know God is using this time for something really special and he wants me to just keep on saying yes and thanking him for these moments so um I just would like to ask that you guys will just always keep in mind that God doesn't just send you trials to send you trials. He sends you trials to help you draw closer to him and to help you rely fully on him. Um, And Mama Mary is the perfect example of living your life for God to your fullest because that's what she did. And she said yes knowing full well what she was going to have to do. She knew that she was going to be judged by others because she wasn't married and she was pregnant. And people were going to be like, oh, were you were you, um, cheating on Joseph? You know, a lot of people were judging her. And they had to move. Um, they went to Bethlehem. People were like, uh-uh, we got no room for you. She had to give birth to the king of kings in a stable and she knew in her heart what her son was going to have to do she knew it and this is why i hate the song mary did you know um sorry as i was saying like this is why i hate the song mary did you know because it's like excuse me of course mary knew she knew full well what her son was going to have to do the moment she said yes to the lord like, she probably didn't know everything, but she, when in the Bible, whenever it says that Mary pondered upon these things in her heart, that's a moment where she was thinking about how she knew that her baby boy was going to have to die because this was fulfilling the covenant. You know, he came to fulfill the Old Testament um, with the new. And so she knew And this is why I was talking to someone and we were like, this is why Mary Did You Know is a heretical song and I don't think Catholics should be listening to it. You shouldn't be listening to songs that talk about heresy. And I know I might be offending some people. I'm like, okay, it's a pretty song, don't get me wrong, but it's heretical. It goes against what the church teaches because Mary knew all along what her baby boy was going to have to do. And then you have the seven sorrows of Mary Um, talking about how and there's even like we know that from the old testament so the and and that makes sense because it's like the old testament is fulfilled by the new testament Uh, they it's not replaced the new testament doesn't replace it it fulfills it that's what that's what god said that's what jesus said um and we know from sacred scripture the seven sorrows of mary that she that her son was gonna have to he was going to be lost in the temple. Um, her son was going to die on the cross. You know, he, she was going to have to see him die and she was going to have to bury him. All these things are like swords in her heart. Um, I, I just want to like tell you, look up a picture of like the seven sorrows of Mary, like a picture of Mary. And she has like seven knives in her heart. And it's just, it's such a beautiful painting. But you just reflect on that. That's a very powerful thing to reflect on. In fact, um, there's a seven sorrows of Mary, like prayer novena thing. And, um, 
there are so many special graces that come with that. And if you promote it and share that, and if you pray upon it and reflect on it, and you promote that and share that with others and ask others to do it as well, there's so many special graces. Mama Mary promised that. So it's really, really special, really, really powerful. Um, She said that she would be there with you at your death and would comfort you. Um, How special is that? That gives me chills to think about. Like, everybody wants mama mary just like holding you while you're dying and i just think that's just so beautiful so um just like how mary you know held her baby boy that you know had died on the cross you know like she can hold us at our deaths as well and she her heart is filled with great sorrow when we um when when people ridicule the faith when people mock her son um you know they she felt that she felt every piercing sword as her son was walking to his death and it hurts to think about um i think that's what killed me the most while watching the passion was when mary was walking with her son um as he was carrying his cross and there were flashback scenes for when baby Jesus was little and, you know, he's falling down and, you know, he was helping St. Joseph and, you know, with his carpentry work and all this stuff. And it just was a simple, carefree little boy. And, you know, then it cuts back to her, like, looking at her son and, you know, they make eye contact. It's just, oh, my gosh, the tears started falling. Just talking about it makes me teary-eyed. Um... I kind of wrote a short story about that. Um, What did I call it? I can't remember what I called it, but it made me cry. (laughs) It's like, okay, is it bad if your own story, like short story, it's kind of like a flash fiction story. So it's a little over a hundred words. Technically, I think flash fiction is supposed to be about a hundred words, but, um, and I wrote it on Good Friday and I was sharing it was it called for you yes the story is called for you oh my gosh I felt like God had put that story on my heart and I wanted to see what it felt like to walk in Mary's footsteps but from the perspective of of someone that maybe wasn't a follower of Christ or had fallen into sin um or something maybe what I would have been like if I was living at that time and I kind of created this character that was supposed to be me living at the time of Christ and um you know she she feels in her heart that she's called to go and and witness this and she doesn't know why and she gets up out of bed just all this stuff and um, maybe I can read it to you guys or share it with some of you guys Um, But a lot of people were saying how it brought them to tears when I was sharing it with some people. Um, And I, I feel like that it's not me. It was God. God put those words on my heart. And so it's something I like to try to reflect on because when Mary said yes, she said yes to it all. And she knew full well, you know, um, because in the song, Mary, did you know that your baby boy was going to like say, was going to walk on water and do all these things? Yes, she did know. Um, and the Catholic Church says that she did know. We know that. There's scriptural evidence for that. So that song is very heretical. And there's 
um, a lot of Catholics I've talked to are kind of like, oh, it's pretty, but then there's some other Catholics I've talked to that are like, bro, that song is not pretty when you realize it's heresy, and I was like, yes, exactly, so um, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but I would try not to listen to that song because it goes against Mary's fiat, Mary's yes, um, everything, her immaculate conception, um, be careful about some Protestant praise and worship songs because some of them are actually false and heretical because they change the way that scripture presents things um, because they they are very big on self-interpretation. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. My, um, I guess my little action of uh, my little like challenge or action for the day is to maybe start a novena to saint anne um and um i would also say ask mama mary to help you to say yes ask saint anne to help you to say yes because saint anne said yes to the lord and she um she really struggled to conceive mama mary and the lord provided and that's another reason a lot of people like to pray to saint anne is if they are struggling to have children a lot of the times they will pray to saint anne you could pray to saint anne to um you know just help you find a good spouse so and help you prepare yourself to be a mother a wife um to your future children god allows you to have some so take care